to be thankful. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise, Praise the, Lord. the Lord. We are here again on midweek um, service uh, being at the feet of Jesus. So, happy Valentine's and happy birthday to our pastor. Amen. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, you can hear me? One right now. All right. Oh, that's better. All right. Okay. So tonight, we're going to talk about um, how to be on fire. Who wants fire? <laughs> You're not using gasoline and match? Oh. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, so you know what? Many people don't live life on fire for God. Right? Yeah. I don't know about you, but when you first uh, got saved, I hear people. Uh, this is my experience. I hear people when I just got uh, born again, they said, I am on fire. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we, we just experienced uh, a, a different uh, encounter experience with the most holy God, the most powerful God. And with that, if that is your experience, like me, I don't care who you are, I will tell you that Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the Savior. But then, you know what? My experience, too, is that as uh, years go by, I became cold. And there are so many, many reasons uh, why. You know, so let's go in Acts 28, verses 2 and 3. And the word says, And the natives of the land showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome. Because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold, and when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. All right, so, so this passage is, is talking about um, the last missionary, of, missionary journey of Paul. He needs to go to Rome and, and uh, have trial, but, that, but the plan of God for him is to testify before Caesar. That's the plan of God for him. And then on, he, on that journey, he experienced, um, you know the story, uh, a shipwreck and, uh, and storms, storms, you know, they were 14 days on the sea, and they, they really had so much trouble on, on that journey. So, um, and then that verse came, uh, that chapter 8 ver and verse 2 and 3 came, and it says, and the natives showed us unusual kindness. They uh, finally landed on um, Malta. That's the, the name of the place, Malta. And so uh, 
from, from that verse, we're gonna find some principles on building fire, you know, building fire for God. Because we all have experience, you know, that um, with so many re reasons that we can name, we become cold with our relationship with our Savior, the lover of our soul. Okay, he is the lover of our soul, and we, we became called on that relationship. And so we're going to talk about building that fire again, all right? So first, we can only live in the fire to the extent of our ability to overcome the excuses of the flesh, all right? So in here, as, as I told you, Paul had three excuses. And most likely, we have those excuses as well. And those three excuses are the storm, the shipwreck, and the rain. All right. What are the storms of life? You know, a lot of times the storm is the reason why people are not on fire for God. Right? So these may be trials, disappointment, you know, uh, when, when you got hurt, when you get hurt from a relationship, or maybe, I'm sorry, the, the, the light is on me. <laughs> All right. Or maybe an answered prayer. An answered prayer. Those are the storms of life that we um, become, that become excuses for us to become cold in our love relationship with God. All right, yeah. So sometimes God doesn't always deliver us from the storm. Sometimes he delivers us through the storm, right? So Paul, Paul uh, God didn't deliver Paul from the storm. We, we know the story. God didn't stop the storm. But God deli delivered him through the storm. He got saved. And, and God told him actually that no one, by the way, they are 276, uh, I think, 276 people in that ship, in that ship, all right? So, but God promised Paul that not, not one life will, you know, not one of them will die because of that shipwreck and, and that storm, right? So God doesn't always deliver us from the storm, but he delivers us through the storm. If you remember the three Hebrew boys, the three Hebrew boys went through fire. They went through fire and they experienced God delivered deliverance through that storm. All right? Okay. Maybe you can relate. You have storms in your life that has caused you to went away, went away far from God, right? Okay, the next one is shipwreck. Shipwreck is something that gets us from point A to point B. These may be our job, family, our friends, our church, for some people, their business. So let us understand that in these life changes, when the ship gets wrecked, 
God doesn't want you to wreck your faith. Right? Because some people, when they get hurt, you know, in the church, they just stop coming. They just stop praying. Yeah. They just stop calling to God. Yes. You know? Yeah. So, um, for instance, for instance, for a pa family, family problems, and, and I don't want to give that example. <laughs> yeah, some people disown their own family, you know, because of faith, because of faith. I, I, I heard a story in my church before that this, this young young people they got saved they got saved but then he his own family was against it and just disowns him you know so as i said a shipwreck is something that gets us from point a to point b that young people is expecting his own family to love him to love him so, <clears throat> don't let the shipwreck wreck your faith. Don't let the shipwreck steal your passion. Mm. So, as long as we are on this earth, the sun shines, his presence is around us. Will you claim that promise that he will never leave you nor forsake you? He is with us. We're not in hell where there is no presence of God, all right? So we may be experiencing these, um, this, these excuses, you know, but God is with us. Look for God even in the most difficult moments. We can trust him. We can trust him even in the difficult moments. Yeah. So I don't know how 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 painful it is to have a divorce, but I can say that really is a devastating experience. That is. So let us trust God. Trust God in these moments. Trusting, trusting God is a quiet, silent dependence on God. You know? And then you, we will see the other side. The next one is the rain. The rain causes things to be cold. Rain maybe speaks of personal, private problems, struggle in holiness and righteousness, habits that we're seeking, that we are seeking to overcome. We may currently experience more setback and defeat than victory. But we have a faithful God. We have a faithful God. So we may hear at the back of our mind, what's the point? What's the point of pressing on to God if we keep on falling back into despair, discouragement, I know you know, you know that. There's a voice there that says, what's the point of being on fire for God when you are experiencing this? You have the storm, you know, your ship is wrecked, and there is rain that makes everything cold. That's 
a voice from the enemy. That's a voice from the enemy. It's an excuse. The devil wants you to believe. Like for instance, I am feeling symptoms of my disease. I am feeling symptoms of my disease. What would be my feelings and what is what, what will be I thinking? You know, I would rather press on believing on God's promises. On God's promises. The symptom may be there, but I believe on his promise. He said he carried all our sickness and diseases. That's his promise. And he's not a man that he should lie. So when um, you are battling with something right now, the enemy will say, don't burn for God. We know that is a lie. Don't go to prayer. What for? You're feeling this. You have this. You have a shipwreck. You know? Don't, don't go. Don't go to church. Those are lies from the enemy. We keep on pressing. We keep on pressing to believe the God who made heaven and earth. You can just see, you know, his power. His power by his word. This earth and, and, and the cosmos was, was formed by just, by just his word. Just his word. So believe in his word. When we have these, <clears throat> when we struggle to be holy, we know that God calls us to be holy because he is holy. When we struggle in sin, you know, these this, this addictions, alcohol, pornography, all of these things, shake it off. Get your life cleaned up and burn for God. Burn for God. So you cannot burn for God if you are living with excuses. With excuses. So no more of these excuses. No more of these excuses. <clears throat> Paul did not, did not succumb to those excuses. He experienced a lot. He experienced a lot on that journey. But he remained. He remained burning on fire for God. And the next one is this. Someone kindles fire, but it will burn by your bundle of sticks. Right? So our, our verse is that, you know, <clears throat> the natives of the land showed them kindness, for they kindled a fire. And then it says down the verse, when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, laid them on the fire. Okay? So that's, that's what happened. Someone sparks a flame, but it's our bundle of sticks that keeps it burning. So what, in our spiritual life, what, what sparks the flame, all right? So maybe you attend a conference. Maybe you attend a conference. Maybe it's a youth service. I knew of a lot of young people that was delivered on a youth service. That sparks the flame, right? Or maybe you're reading a book. That sparks the flame. Or maybe a deliverance service. That sparks a flame. So sparks are there. God is always faithful to have that spark 
come into your life, right? But remember this, they don't last. They don't last. Fire needs fuel, not just the spark, right? So when you want to be on fire for God, you have a responsibility. All right, some experience God in, in, in many ways, tangible ways. When we come to this altar, some of us can cry, some of us, you know, slain, laid on the floor, some of us will dance, some of us are shouting, you know, that is your experience, you know, uh, an encounter with God. That is the spark. That is the spark. So, but it does not guarantee chains. It does not guarantee chains because fire needs fuel. If you don't give fire fuel, fire will die down. Bible says, don't quench the spirit. That means fire can be quenched, right? Now, God's fire doesn't die, but God's fire in me or in you, if, if, um, if we don't feed it, it dies, all right? When you have an encounter with Jesus and you don't have fuel, what are those fuel? Our spiritual habits, our spiritual disciplines. This fire will not last. It's not because our encounter is not real or genuine. It's that if we don't put fuel into the fire, it will not burn. All right, in Leviticus 6.12, it says, and the fire on the altar shall be kept burning, and it shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. Wow every morning and lay the burnt offering and order on it and he shall burn it on it the fat of the peace offering right did you did you see that did you did you see we lay the wood the fat the burnt offering and then god starts the fire we have to keep it. We have to keep it, right? So examples, two souls in the Bible, King Saul and Saul who became Pope. King Saul goes to Rama to kill David, has a powerful encounter with God. He ends up prophesying with the prophets. He got arrested by God. So he gets up, goes back home, and does exactly what he used to do. All right? Great spark, no bundle of sticks. Great start of fire, no fuel. Now Paul goes to Damascus to arrest Christians. He also gets arrested by God. Supernatural encounter, if you remember, the road on Damascus. Get knocked down on the ground, blinded, hears the voice of God. He sees Jesus actually because that verse say he sees a bright light. 
all right? So, <clears throat> notice the difference. Saul, who became Paul, fasts for three days. He prays. He allows Ananias to pray for him. He gets water baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, and he starts preaching. So he became an apostle, and the other soul became an apostate, a backslider. Both had an encounter, but one did something with that encounter. So one put fuel into the fire, and the other one went about his normal life. So we need, we need to put fuel on that spark. That encounter with God, we need to put fuel. So if we want to see change in our walk in Christ, we need to give that spark fuel. Okay, so what are the fuel? What are these fuel that we are talking about? And again and again, you know, like for instance, last Sunday, the Bible study, I was saying, what other sermon do we, you know, need to hear? Because at this point of our life, we probably have heard all the sermons that we need in this life. Salvation, how many times you heard that sermon? Forgiveness, love, how many times we heard these sermons? You know, uh, sermons about God, about who he is, we cannot count how many times we heard all these sermons, you know. So, <clears throat> the fuel in our spiritual life to be on fire for God is again, number one is prayer. Prayer, you know. Pray in the morning, pray in the evening, in at noon. That's what the psalmist says, right? In the book of Psalms, he says, morning, noon, and night, O oh Lord, I lay my request before you. Right? Yeah. So, prayer. Number two is fasting. All right? This is a spiritual discipline that most of us have forgotten. Have forgotten. Because masarap ang mga pagkain. <laughs> Especially if Rose cook it. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> right? So, fasting is a private discipline yes. that yields public reward. It disconnects us from the world, right? So, but connects us to God. So, prayer and fasting connects us to God. It increases sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, restores spiritual hunger. Fasting gets your fire back. Why? Because fasting is the biblical way of humbling ourselves. And God promises grace to those who humble themselves. Right? So many men and women in the Bible fasted. And we know Jesus himself fasted. So if we want to accelerate our walk with God, fast. Fast. So the disciples one time asked Jesus, why we can't heal the sick? Why we cannot do it? Jesus said, this comes only by prayer and fasting. By prayer and fasting. The third one, the third fuel 
is sacrifice. Sacrifice. Sacrifice is giving. Okay? So our possessions, our money, they belong to us. And to give them require a sacrifice. Giving defeats greed. Greed is that green monster that we tolerate in our life. You remember the Old Testament, the sacrifice, the giving that they do. They give their lambs, their rams, goats, birds, the cranes. They, they, they give all, all of these things, and those are called sacrifice. So we embrace a giving Christianity who follows a giving God. Nobody pays him back, but he keeps on giving. But many of us don't give. We don't give our time, we don't give our talents, you know. We are stingy. We make excuses. We fight over the fact. Should we tithe or not? But we hear Jesus complimented a widow who gave all that she had. We can't burn on fire with God if we are attached to material possessions. If you are in love with money, you can be in love with God. I know that is offensive. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> but Matthew 6.24, it says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Right? So the competition for our heart is not the devil. It's the money. Jesus called a rich guy a fool because he was getting richer financially. Remember that parable? He tore down his, his small barn, he built larger barn, and put all his grain there. But God said, you know, he is becoming, getting richer financially, but getting poorer spiritually. So sacrifice, sacrifice is giving. Sacrifice is the fuel for fire. The next one is Bible reading. Regular reading of scriptures is the fuel of fire. You remember the disciples walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus, Jesus walked with them. He explained and expounded the scriptures and something happened. The Bible says they were reflecting on that time and they said to themselves, were not our hearts burning when he spoke to us? The Bible says that God's word is like fire. So when you read the word, you catch fire because God, the consuming fire, is in that word. Right? So, so you have experience that, that when you are reading the word, it jumps up on you. It convicts us. It trains us to a righteous life. That's how God's, um, and it says that the word of God is alive and active, penetrating 
to our bones and our marrows, judging the thoughts of our hearts. That's the word of God. It is powerful. All right? So Bible reading is a fuel for fire. And the last thing is serving in your local church, meaning get involved. Let us not just show up in our church, sit down and go home. Get involved. Get involved in the ministries and, and whatever programs the church has. Get involved. In the book of, in the book of Acts, they catch fire because they were together and we all know this, right? So serving God's local body because God sends his fire on the body. The Bible says the oil flows from the beard of Aaron all the way to the lower parts of his garments. So, you know, from our pastor, that 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 oil will flow from him to us to us that fire will flow from him to us all right so if we want to live on fire let's beat those excuses no more excuses and then when we have that spark you know we had an encounter with god let's put fuel on that spark, all right? And then five things, five things to burn on fire for the Lord is prayer, fasting, giving, reading the word, and engage in the local church, in the local church, all right? But there is something else. The, the last part of that verse that we read in the beginning, it says, And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. All right. You knew that when you are on fire you, with, for God, you know, Vipers will come. We have enemies. We have people that will come against us. Those are the vipers, you know. So, um, our encounter with God doesn't always provoke favor and blessings. That flame, that fire doesn't always provoke blessings, but warfare. But we know if you are truly dependent on God, you know what to do with those enemies of your faith, of your faith. Well, for some of us, because there are people that come against us, you know, our fire just goes out and we go on the flow and we believe that is not the will of God for us all right so you, you remember when the Israelites you know were in bondage in Egypt right and Moses called uh, God called on Moses to deliver his people and then Moses goes to Pharaoh let the people go what did Pharaoh do what did Pharaoh do He withdraw, he withdraw the, um, what's that? The one for making clay that the Israelites were doing. And then they, they, they need to find their own straw. So it got worse. It got worse. And in our life, you know, when we are burning for God, you know, it will get worse. It will get worse. 
but you know, <clears throat> God is there for us. God is there for us. Just shake off all those vipers, the enemies of your faith. Be um, still that God is with you walking all the way for your victory, for your victory. You know, there, there is a, a passage that says, God has given us all things that we need to live righteously for him, to live righteously for him. And that, my brother and sisters, is uh, hoping to encourage us to be on fire for God, on fire for God. All right? So, Heavenly Father, we worship you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence in our midst, touching our hearts. Help us to really learn from your word, Lord God. Help us to really grow in the grace and knowledge of you, Lord God, for that is your will for us. And as we grow and know you more, we will be transformed into the likeness of your son, Jesus Christ. We praise you for this night, O Lord God. Bless us, O Lord God, as we go, and, and let us be continually on fire for you. For we ask it in Jesus' holy and precious name, amen. She drives around the complex. That's like it. she drives over and sees Chris. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's why now she tell she tell us the other day, right? We're talking about um sunrise prior next Wednesday. And she goes, Yes, you you can use you, you don't have car, Susan, you could use my car. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> What's her car? Uh, she she's like, she's going let me tell you. Rose is a determined person. Person who never what, fails. What, what it is, is Chris has always got, um, he's at work, so he doesn't, Susie is stuck without a car. Yeah. So we said, uh, you know, come by, take my car. And, and do whatever. Chris has taken my car before. Yeah. Driven Rose around. Yeah. It was a nice birthday. Thank you. Many of her times. <laughs> he needs to stay on because he has to work on me. God got to use him to work on me. So he needs more birthdays. Oh, Not for the food, though. <laughs> My gosh.
<laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. What's this? This yours. I thought we weren't doing this anymore. <laughs> that's what that's what you told me in December. Thank you. It's good to meet you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I already texted a friend of mine. She wants to come. <laughs> well, Sunday we have a service. A little bit better service. I mean, Wednesday night. Of course. Yeah, I told her. They play, they play candy. Because the guy that plays the keyboard out here, worship leader, he's been taking the different courses. Like his boss had him. He plays restoration, but he hasn't taken AC courses and like certified there. And I certified and all this different stuff. And the boss is paying for it. So he says, why not do it? Yeah, exactly. Get paid. You know, but I saw that on Facebook, so that's how I reached out to her. You know, I'm going to help, you know, bring some people. Well, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I'd like this morning. Yeah, we'll get a good crew. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, <laughs> if everybody showed up, we'd probably have about 40. Oh, good, good, good. So you didn't work today? Yeah, very good. Well, 100 is your goal, right? The sky's the limit, you know, it's whatever God wants. Of course. Yeah. But 100, you want to. Okay, what, you want to your office? Here. Yeah. You want everybody to come in. Because, because we don't need a happy Valentine's Day. Okay, Sunday is your service, right? Well, Sunday, Sunday or Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm a musician on Wednesday, that's all. Okay. You know, Maybe I'll bring up my friends Wednesday. Because right now I'm finishing a project. So my time is kind of a little limited. But uh, Sunday is always good. Come and, come and do a Sunday. Okay, I'll try. I'll try. I'm almost finished with the project, actually. Oh, no, you're finished. <laughs> I said, you have Sunday off. Take the day. Come on. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And she, actually, she's preaching Sunday. You have three days to be in Dublin. Yeah. So you what? I have no idea. She says she preaches like every other Sunday. Or well, I gave her.
seems to be what God has going. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be other centers. So you've got to be able to push sure, those things sure. together. Mm -hmm. You know, and, uh, and hold it. Yeah. Yeah. With that, yeah. things. So it's, uh, oh, I forgot my nail. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of. Uh, I already forgot that. But she really loves the Lord. She, her and I are usually the only ones here um, in the morning, so we're here about 7.30. Pray for an hour every day. That's a good thing. Hey, Rose. Yes, sir. Turn off your TV. What do you want? Behind you. So yeah, if you can make it this Sunday, yeah, the reason why, because I'm, I'm on my last phase, because uh, I do international stuff, like what? But we do humanitarian biopharmaceutical projects. So what we're doing is international humanitarian biopharmaceuticals. What is one of those? Okay, so humanitarian is uh, well, I understand biopharmaceutical we produce uh, products and technology for healthcare. Okay. So what we have, we have some of these four projects. So my job is to get the funding, and the funding's coming. So oh. you got to get funding for Oh, we want to make this mask. But we do have something. Believe it or not, we have cures for cancer. My partner, he just works with Pfizer, but he doesn't like Pfizer, right? So he's diverse out. And what he did was, you know, he had, they do have a cure, but it's very expensive. Yeah. So, but we want to do it in a certain sense of we can administer to pretty much to the mass, but we cannot do it here. No, you won't be able to do it. Either. Yeah, that's the key. Pharmaceutical companies will kill you. Yeah, they'll kill you. But again, we're not going to do it here, but we're working with people overseas, royalty. So that's what we're doing. So yeah, it would be good. It's yeah, be once good. you get it overseas, then the U.S. is going to yeah. have to cave. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be good. Ready? Ready I, I, I mentioned about uh, Patsy, remember? I mentioned Mother Mark one day. Yeah. <laughs> so I I didn't understand completely. I said maybe better he uh, yeah. make it do a little bit. Yeah. One day we'll sit down, we'll talk more in detail. Yeah, that's no problem. Yeah, for sure. If today's yeah. your birthday, enjoy your day. So, I have know, to. I will come. I bet he's laying around doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the okay. hardest thing I did was get up and walk to the car. Yeah, it's okay. You're entitled. It's okay. It's all good. Yeah. No, everything's good. This is nice. I like the more intimate settings, yeah. you know. Well, come Sunday and, you know, enjoy. You know, listen to this lady speaker. <laughs> <laughs> I see her all the time on the internet. Facebook. Yeah, it's not like, the same. There's nothing like seeing her I live. Know, that's true. Well, I see her live now. <laughs> no, it's different. No, 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 it's different, yeah, of course. It's different. When it's the Holy yeah. Spirit presents me. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you'll that's see right. it. No, I understand. <laughs> okay, so everybody's good now. Okay, yeah. thank you so much, Pastor. Yeah, take care. Good to see you. Good to see I will you. see you soon, very soon. No okay, worries. man. Thank you, thank you. Bye.